Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, September 26, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. My name is Jared, and I'm taking a knee during this intro. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Jared. This is Ian. This week on the podcast, we will be talking about, strangely enough, Trump versus the NFL and uh, religious persecution of a Thelemite. Isn't that that stuff they put on metal to make it burn? (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that's thermite. Thermite. Uh, Oh, yeah, I learned that from Jesse Ventura. (laughs) Why is he messing with thermite? He claims that's what took down the World Trade Center. Thermite. Oh, Oh, right. I'm a thermite expert. Yeah. That was a a solid Jesse Ventura impersonation. I've been been working on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a governor. (laughs) A balloon expert. Just go on. Sorry. So first, I wanted to talk about things that are going on right now in Alabama. We've been talking about Roy Moore for, I don't know, three, four episodes now. Mm -hmm. And the Republican runoff election is tonight. And I checked just before we started recording, and he was ahead by 3%. And as of right now, he is ahead by 13%. Wow. But the other guy's horrible, too, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Well, the other guy is supported by Trump. That's yeah. why I kind of want Roy Moore to win now. But I don't, I don't want him to win. Well, look, if it's either or, I want the one yeah. that's not going to agree with Trump. Sure. Anybody who goes into there and causes more dissension, I think, is a good idea. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm with you. I, that's Again, that's the reason for my lingering Lindsey Graham support. Like, <laughs> is he a classic villain? Yes. But does he throw some grief Trump's way? Sure. So he's... <laughs> He's marginally better than the other villains. I guess so. <laughs> he says it and then votes the right the, the way that Trump votes. Oh, Watson sure. Does. Did you know, though, like, I just found this out today, that Steve Bannon is pushing Roy Moore? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Not just Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon and the Alaskan Queen are both behind Steve, uh, Roy Moore. <laughs> the Alaskan Queen. <laughs> yeah, she's Queen of Alaska. Oh, sure. Sarah Palin? Yes. Sarah Palin. <laughs> I thought I was like, some kind of boat is... <laughs> They need a boot to move this guy? He must be huge. Sarah Palin has thrown her uh, her weight behind Roy Moore with Steve Bannon, and Luther Strange is being backed by not only Trump, but also Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Strange bedfellows. Holy crap. Yeah. I thought Palin was all in for Trump. She's I, I guess because I heard Roy Moore brought a gun to his last <laughs> he uh, up rally. To, he showed up yeah. to vote riding a horse. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I want him. I want him in so bad now. <laughs> and I also wanted to bring this up because there's another article. This is on the new civil rights movement.com. Uh, it's talking about uh, Roy Moore's racism that we discussed last mm-hmm. week, his uh, red and yellow comments mm-hmm. about how black and white people are fighting and red and yellow people are fighting. <laughs> he says that uh, red, yellow, black and white, they're precious in his sight. Jesus loves the children of the world. This is from the gospel. Well, as it turns out, no, you don't know your gospel because no, it's not. 
It's specifically from a song from the 19th century, I believe, that was written hundreds of years ago when racism was okay. Yeah, by George Root. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he tried to defend himself and uh, say that we were torn apart from by the Civil War and saying how we need to get behind God. And there was a uh, and then he yeah, he defended himself on Twitter as well. He quoted it on Twitter saying that this is gospel. And no, it's it's really not. It's distinctly not in the gospel. Some of the responses on Twitter was pretty good. One, <laughs> let a Christian uh, tell you that, Roy, you you have lost your way. Jesus wouldn't be okay with the things you say or do. <laughs> your language is insensitive. Your theology is way off. And I don't think there's much conflict between the Native Americans and Chinese Americans. <laughs> That's in the Bible, or Jesus said that? (laughs) (laughs) That was from Casey Kavanaugh on Twitter. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) And uh, Z-Man on Twitter said, Roses are red, grasses are green, sky is blue, Trump is a racist, and so are you. (laughs) And uh, Nasty in Alabama said, Dude, you're actually stressing about this? Racism is a feature of your base, not a bug. (laughs) My favorite new saying that I hear every day now. <laughs> Feature not a bug? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So at th- least nothing burgers disappeared. Oh, yeah, thank goodness. So this <laughs> is the guy though that wants um one nation under God and God's law is more important than you know, the constitution. So just so we know who we're rooting for here. <laughs> yeah, but he's so fucking crazy. Yeah. That like one there are certain things he won't vote for because they're not crazy enough. And whatever he proposes will be insane, so nobody else will vote for it. I'm hoping. Well, there'll be a few. There's a few that'll follow him, but there's not that many batshit crazies. Well, the interesting thing about the Republican Party right now is that there's, like, many factions throughout the whole thing, which is why they can't get anything done. I mean, they they own everything and can't get anything passed. It's amazing. It's the the one thing we got going for us. Yeah. So add a little Roy Moore into that mix and it will not make it any better. (laughs) Luther Strange is the guy they want because he's just going to toe the line and keep his mouth shut. Oh, absolutely. I don't know anything about Luther Strange. So since Roy Moore is so crazy, do you think he's crazy enough that the Democrats might have a chance? That if Roy Moore gets the Republican nomination, that Doug Jones has a chance to to take him out in the election? How strong is Doug Jones? Can he... he Tow the moderate line in such a way to pull the, the you know, the moderate Republicans? What state is this again? Alabama. <laughs> no yeah. chance. Call Probably it Ian. Not. No chance. Roy <laughs> Moore for its new senator. Is yeah, he, 100%. Only if he is like the ideal moderate Democrat white candidate, male, would it work? Well, I believe he fits a lot of those. Uh-huh. Um, now, in the de- Democratic primary, I believe he received 109,000 votes, which is fewer votes than either Moore or Strange got in the original Republican primary. Well, was he up against anybody significant in his primary? Um, all, all I'm, I, I don't know who he was up against, but all my point is that that is that the Republicans, just the top two Republicans, right? The losing way Republican got way more, more votes than he did yeah. winning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I don't have a lot of hope then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. There's really not. Well, if nothing else, if Roy Moore wins, it will piss off our president, and that makes me happy. <laughs> yep, it'll be another loss in his column. Yeah. Nice. He said zero wins. It's amazing. Well, he got... No, no there was that John Ossoff thing down in uh, in Georgia. Mm, sure. They got that. 
Um, Which I'm surprised that they're not that, that everybody's not backing Luther Strange. I don't, I can't believe Roy Moore is winning, but you know that he's thrown himself full into this. He's tweeting about it and everything like that. But then you throw this Bannon thing into the mix. Yeah. Oh, and Bannon said that if you know if uh, Luther Strange wins, he will back him and completely, and that he's not against the president. It's just him, you know, bright for Breitbart and himself. This is a better candidate, so mm. he's hedging his bets. Yeah, I don't know. Something, something ain't right here. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely something ain't right. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. I mean, there ain't nothing right with Roy. Trust me. In any other case, I would no. be against this. <laughs> yeah. So before I move away, uh, we're up to 11% reporting in Alabama, and he is up 15.8%. Roy Moore. All right. Um, on the other hand, along, but before, um, you, before you move on, yeah. as much as I want this crazy bastard to win, can you believe that people are actually voting for him? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah, he is, again, even though he doesn't have his support, even though Trump is supporting Luther Strange, like he's Alabama's own... Trump, he is a representative of and a symbol of the dumbening of our country as a whole. <laughs> like the people who he is appealing to want a candidate who's going to ride it on a horse, firing a shotgun into the air, you know, <laughs> take away all singing, the rights. <laughs> sing, yeah, singing the praises of Jesus. Like that's, that's that's something that they can get behind. That's something they can understand. I, I guess I wish I knew more about Luther Strange and what he's saying, other than having an awesome name. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, he's willing to not not just toe the line, but pretty much do whatever McConnell says. Yeah. <laughs> toe the line and suck the dick? Okay. <laughs> well, in that case, it kind of makes sense that they're all voting for Roy Moore then, because all Trump has done is bash McConnell for the past couple months. Yeah, and he's bashed the, you know, government, the, the, the status quo. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So moving stuff around this time, I'm going to move on to international news first. Okay. International news, I wanted to talk about Australia for a second. They have a vote coming up to legalize marriage equality, mm-hmm. gay marriage, in Australia. <laughs> and uh, a couple people have spoken out against it, a couple of Australians. Former tennis star, and <laughs> this is from the article, former tennis star and current bigot, Margaret Court has said that the LGBTQ movement brainwashes children just like Hitler did. Wow. <laughs> and uh, she says that the consequences of a yes vote would be severe. It would affect Christian schools, freedom of speech. There would be no Mother's Day, no Father's Day. There will be no Easter and no more Christmas. <laughs> no Christmas and Easter? <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Dude, she's throwing everything against the wall. Yeah. yeah. And oh, apparently yeah. she didn't even explain this. Like, in the article, and this is from Friendly Atheist, uh, he says, why can't she explain this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why, why, why? What? No Easter? No Christmas? <laughs> yeah, no Easter, no Christmas. Uh, chocolate no, chocolate no. cake will be illegal. <laughs> I will give her that Mother's Day and Father's Day might get a little confusing, but that's okay. We can work through but that. <laughs> not confusing for you. <laughs> no. Like... <laughs> It's not changing your relationship with your husband or your children. No. It's, it's really not. No. Wow. Uh, another, in this article, another person called out Orthodox Rabbi Mosh Gutnik, who says he loves LGBTQ people. What someone does in the privacy of their own home is between them and God. That's why he's against the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if you get married, then it's not in the privacy of your own home. You're bringing it out into public. Oh, so they have to hide. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> mm. 
amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legitimizing it is not acceptable. Okay. But Australia ahead of us again, because they're actually having a vote. Now, granted, I don't think that the majority rule should count here. I think that a, mo- a minority needs to be protected. Yeah. And putting it to a vote, it just throws it to majority rule. And that's not necessarily the best thing. But hopefully it'll pass and it'll be a good thing. Yeah, it's an argument we've talked about before is that sometimes the majority is not right. I mean, the majority would not have chosen to end slavery, mainly because the the people that were being oppressed didn't have a vote. But, you know, that's beside the point. But (laughs) sometimes you have to not listen to the majority, unfortunately. This is true. People are idiots. Uh, moving on over to Egypt. That came up. Egypt? I don't even know if we've ever dis- discussed Egypt before in uh, in an article, but mm-hmm. seven people were apparently arrested on Monday after they were seen raising a rainbow flag at a concert. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I don't know the name of the band of the concert was for. Mashro Leila? I have no idea who that is. Leban- Lebanese alternative rock band whose lead singer is openly gay. So you have some, uh, you know, a full Egyptian crowd, and apparently people raised a rainbow flag, and that was enough to get them arrested. Wow. What is the state of the moderates in Egypt nowadays? I don't even know. It's been quiet for a while. Or the rest of the world has been so noisy they've been drowned out. Yeah, likely. My my understanding is that the uh, Muslim... Brotherhood? Majority is... Well, I think they were backed by the Muslim Brotherhood. Okay. They are in majority, and it is still... It is not a Muslim state, but things... Like, these these people were arrested for Mm. promoting sexual deviancy, which is another term for uh, homosexual activity in Egypt, without calling it homosexuality. Mm. But uh, there there are no actual laws against homosexuality. But there are laws. Basically, it's it's extremely conservative, uh, and discrimination against being gay is all, all over the place. Okay. So for waving a flag, they were arrested. Yeah. Now they haven't been charged yet. Mm. So I don't uh, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere or if they're go- just going to hold them for a while and then and then release them. Gonna say, can, can your average <laughs> Egyptian expect due process when they're arrested? <laughs> If you're getting arrested for that, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I would not be surprised between a fine and a death sentence. It's, the, 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 it's a completely <laughs> open possibilities. It really is. Yeah, it really, really is. Wow. I don't think I don't think a death sentence would be allowed in Egypt. However, I don't know that. I mean, again, we're we, basically you're relying on a judge to come up with a you know how he interprets the law, mm-hmm. and who knows how far it's going to go. Just. For holding up a flag. Death. I'm calling death right now. (laughs) $10 bet on death. I'm going to give the over-under. I'm going to go with the over on 10 years in prison. Do they give lashes out? I might go for Um, lashes. In Egypt, I'm not sure. I don't believe so. But maybe. I I don't know. Never been to Egypt. Not sure. Yeah. One of those places that was on my, you know, list of places to go when I was a kid. But eh, not not now. No. Maybe in the future. Early 90s would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Had no money back then, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the last international news, actually, Karen, you posted this. I did. Today, it was reported that Saudi Arabia has entered the early 20th century, and they're going to allow women to drive. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um, it's effective immediately, but rollout will take months. I said sure. so in June of next year, they will not be arrested for getting behind the wheel of a car. 
Now, whether this actually happens or not is entirely different. But the argument that was made was not a religious argument. It wasn't an equality argument. It was a monetary argument. It's, of course. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> of course. Problem is, is that um, if you're if you're not rich and the populace of Saudi Arabia is becoming less rich as oil prices go down and output decreases, that it can cost up to $1,000 a month to have a foreign-born driver work in your house. And evidently, they're always foreign-born, which is odd. Anybody that actually works in Saudi Arabia is foreign-born, <laughs> weirdly. So yeah, $1,000 a month on a driver. It'll save that money. So that's why they're doing it. How do they see well with those hoods on their head? <laughs> yeah. How... Okay. I didn't know the foreign-born part. That's... Apparently, that there's so much oil money over there that no actual citizens have worked in the last <laughs> 70 years. Yeah. Well, the, I saw there was a story um, earlier in the week, I think it was on Reddit, about a woman who was uh, injured in a, in a taxi accident, but the ambulance would not take her to the hospital. She's bleeding, keep in mind. They wouldn't take her to the hospital because she didn't have a male guardian there to escort her in the ambulance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some issues over there. Maybe it'll change an inch at a time. Doubtful. Good news. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good news. Yeah. That's what I always say. Hit him in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but they have, you know, till June to roll that back, so. Right. The, the I'm sure there will be a religious argument against women drivers, but. But for now, we're going to let you have a little bit of hope and optimism on this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's move over to some state news. Uh, North Carolina. Charlotte. North Carolina, the city council has temporarily ended the practice of opening its meeting with a prayer. <laughs> they have come out and said that they, instead of a prayer, they are now going to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. The new prayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new religion. <laughs> are Satanists involved in this at all? <laughs> Not that I am aware of. Um, if I'm trying to make sure I don't get the, the stories mixed up. But uh, in the article, it doesn't mention anything about it. It just says that... Uh, Something went to court, and I don't know who uh, who it was, but it says the Fourth Circuit Co Court of Appeals ruled that the commissioners couldn't open meetings with a sectarian prayer from just one faith. But it doesn't say who that. it doesn't say who the complainant was. No, no, not at all. But after that, the uh, city attorney has reviewed the case and has questioned whether or not the prayer should be continued. So. Hodgman said that uh, he didn't tell the council that the practice was unconstitutional and didn't advise that the prayers should be stopped. But uh, they just decided that they're going to skip the whole issue and just do the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> North Carolina is like, listen, we got enough on our plate. <laughs> <laughs> can can we not yeah, deal yeah, with this extra Let's just bypass this, the, just this once. <laughs> when you're doing a governmental meeting... Okay, Pledge of Allegiance. That's, yeah. That actually makes sense. It's better. <laughs> it's better. It still, it still forces everyone to say under God. Well, I guess you don't. It doesn't force you. Can just you know opt out. But yeah. Yeah. you can just not say those two words. It's fine. It it still works. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, over in Texas, there's ex-employees of a doctor are now suing him, and they're saying that he forced them to attend a Bible study at work. He forced them to come to work early and uh, participate in a Bible study before uh, before actually going to work. Did the, uh, did their, their complaints say that he had also he fired a single mother hmm? or, or didn't hire a single mother because uh, that's not the life that God wanted for her. Ugh. 
And uh, another man who lived with his girlfriend was told by the doctor's wife to uh, attend premarital counseling and was fired when he said no. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, intruding into the private lives of your employees. You're not allowed to do that. Why would they think that they could get away with this? I, I guess the, the problem, why would you be open about it? Like, clearly. That, yeah, I see what you you're should, saying. Right. So you, you're a doctor. You're running a private practice. You can choose who to hire and fire and why to hire and fire them. Now, if your state or your federal government has laws in place that, you know, that you can't do that for anti-discriminatory purposes. Why would you announce that you're doing mm. it for discriminatory purposes? Because they'd been getting away with it for years and years and years. And at first, they didn't say anything to anybody as to why they didn't hire the pregnant single girl. Yeah. The next time, they just told their wife, well, I didn't hire her because she was pregnant. She was signal. And then the time after that, they mentioned it to their Catholic receptionist. And she was like, oh, yeah, she was a sinner. So they thought that they were in a safe space to uh. be discriminatory because nobody ever pushed back. God, guess for then then shame on them for getting lazy. <laughs> I can't believe that these people went to the Bible study and then sued them instead of just going, no, what? we're not going yeah. and just everybody just walk out. Did they pay them? Oh, so they're no, they're suing for back pay. <laughs> <laughs> for all the time they had to participate in prayer. That's insane. Yeah. And they're suing for back pay with interest. Yeah. And relevant damages. Sure. Which, I don't know what that would be, but I'm sure you could make up something. Well, if you were required to show up work for early a half, I mean, just to say a half an hour every day, that's two and a half hours a week. That's Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of, of unpaid work. That's crazy. Yeah. Listen, for instance, my job, there's a daily meeting every Wednesday at nine o'clock in the morning. Guess who doesn't go to them? <laughs> I don't, because we don't get paid for them. <laughs> And they you usually last about two hours. Oh, right. Sure. You don't get paid for going. To, yeah, that makes sense. I don't get paid for Like, that's why my job is so loose like that. Because, I, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm supposed to be in the office today to answer phones. But I don't I can't get fired for not being there because right. I don't get paid. But then again, it's a Pennsylvania's an at-will state. But yeah, hmm. but if like you, maybe Texas isn't an at-will state. And these people are just fucking morons. Well, they're clearly morons. They're doctors and religious nuts. But, <laughs> you know, like they're like, well, we have to give a reason. And this is the reason instead of just saying, I don't know. I didn't like the way he was doing his work. <laughs> right. Or just don't, don't even say why. You just no. I hired um, Bob over here. Yeah, I hired A because they were more qualified. Right. That's all you have to say. Yeah, this is, you know, creeping laziness and creeping acceptance. People didn't push back. Probably. Do they feel emboldened by Trump? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> probably. Do they feel Maybe. emboldened by all these religious freedoms laws? They're like, well, it's my religious freedom to fire people and yeah, I'm not sure. hire people because of whatever reason. Probably. I think that, uh, that and I think people just, uh, I don't know, they just crave acknowledgement and they crave, like, that's, that's, I, I feel that that's why. People who do not just these sorts of things, but all sorts of things. If people would just learn to keep their yap shut, they would get away with so much more crime. Yeah. So it's more or less saying that it's not just enough that I fired you. You have to know the real reason. I can't sleep at night without you knowing right. that you're a sinner. Right. I want people to know that I am so in support of Christianity that I'll push away these people, which is the complete opposite thing my religion tells me to do. But I will force out these people and uh, because they don't adhere to the uh, dogma that I adhere to. Right. I mean, it's not just it's not just that it's not that they want to save that person's soul. They they're not even preaching to them. They're preaching to them as they kick them out the door. Right. 
Right. They are letting other people know what a good, pious person they are by discriminating against other people, not reaching out to these people and trying to, you know, quote unquote, show them the light as they are so fond of. People just need to, if they truly want something, they just need to be be quiet about it and get it done. I mean, you know, I've been in positions for whatever reason to hire and or fire people in the past. And I was never like, you know, even though it was completely true, I was never like, yeah, I hired her because she was way hotter than the dude who applied. <laughs> like, I'm Done not going to come too, out. And, my friend. <laughs> I'm not going to come out and say it, though. I'm not a dummy. <laughs> No, I wanted everybody to know what an uh, asshole misogynist I am. <laughs> they had to know, Ian. So how long before this case goes before the Supreme Court and <laughs> rules in the doctor's favor? Oh, uh, God. No, no court date yet. Uh, hopefully it just stays local because it's it's pretty cut and dry, really. Yeah, this guy has a ton of money. Just pay him. Let religious him go. freedom. It's his uh, religious freedom. Gorsuch, I hate on. you so much. No. Yeah, the Texas, so it's a it's a going to be a crapshoot as to whether, right. you know, how, how the judge sides. But it goes directly against the equal opportunity employment laws in the in this country and anti discrimination. Yeah. Stop trying it to put reason does. into it. Well, yeah. no, the, 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 there are actually right. laws that back this up. If they had been discriminating against gay people, they're not a protected class. But people's religion is protected. So. Right, but now you're infringing on his religion because was, yeah, his religion say, says uh, well, he can discriminate against people. But Did that, that Catholic is, school get that rubber tire? Yeah, well, that was an edge <laughs> yeah. case, though. Yeah, they this, did. Is, this, is, this is discrimination against a person because of their religion, so or their lack of religiosity. Right. <laughs> they are also not a practice. Are atheists a protected class? No. No. Yeah, well, there you go. Boom, she's done. <laughs> lack of religion. See you later. As opposed to... See you later, it, these guys. Yeah. Well, now, wait a minute. What if they're actually just shitty Christians? <laughs> they might be. Like, the single mother's like, but I am Christian, so now I don't even know where this goes then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you go then. What well, Equal Opportunity Commission files, I don't know, they have rules around that, I guess. You have to hire the most capable person. True, but the law requires that employees be reasonable and accommodate requests to be excused from company-sponsored religious activities. Mm. I mean, that, that's a requirement of law. So it doesn't matter whether or not the employee is, is religious in any way. The, I mean, the law is, again, really clear, unless you get a judge that's just predisposed. Well, plus the fact that if you're requiring them to show up at work, if, as long, if they're not exempt in, in the eyes of the federal, federal law, you have to pay them. If you're requiring them to show up, you have to pay them. So there's another law they're broken. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully we can follow up on this one. That's an interesting yeah, now, one. This show has turned me into a pessimist. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's reasonable. So I have what could possibly be an inappropriate or naive question. Hmm. But now if it's a private – like this doctor, I assume he runs a private practice. Or if you own your own small business and you're you know, the president, CEO, whatever, all rolled into one, why can't I discriminate when I hire? Because the federal law says you can't? Apart from that, why would that become a federal law, I guess, is what I'm asking. Because it prevent. well, that's the whole you know, lunch counter argument. I mean, why in the South were black people not allowed to be served at the lunch counter? Just just because they were black. You cannot refuse um, somebody's service on the basis on the color of their skin. And it's Why all not? This is, this is a, <sighs> I thought, why, why, why doesn't capitalism fix that? <laughs> if I have two candidates and one of them is, you know, a black guy who is incredibly professional, knows my business inside and out, and is going to excel, and the other is a high school dropout, 
and a total schlub, but I pick him because I hate black people. Shouldn't my business fail and suffer because of the choices I made? I, I see wouldn't... where you're going with this, Ian. I've had the same argument. Yes. I didn't, when, get, where... I didn't, I didn't get a proper answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, business it, it's, it's is a, not necessarily a... going to fail because you went with the, the lower qualified person. and But the whole idea is that the person that you discriminated against can now come back and and sue you and that so that it, it's a the law is there so that the minorities can be protected whatever the minority happens to be right right but Ian's saying why is that law there why is why don't we let the free market dictate because, because uh, that the this free guy's an asshole wouldn't. and I just won't go to his business because he only hires white people because the free market doesn't and wouldn't is the I, problem I, right but it's kind of a slippery slope because I think what Ian's saying is that. This is this man's business. Right, but it's it's the the potential employee has the right to work when they are the most qualified person for the job. It, it's I guess I I'm saying I hear is, what you're saying. I'm saying why is that a right? They don't have the right to work for me. Because if you if you don't allow people those rights, you are dooming them that minority to a life of servitude and start his own business. I started my own business. So, all right. So you go to the bank and the bank says, oh, you're black. I'm sorry. We don't give black people money. Just our businesses. Start a black bank. I don't know. (laughs) I don't have all the answers. I just have questions. No, but that, but not giving a loan to a black person should be against the law. Why? So why would not hiring, why would hiring, not hiring Because it's your own personal business. I don't know. I understand what Ian's saying. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just. I understand <laughs> why. The thing yeah. is, is it's not. It, it's not really your own personal business. Right. The moment you open up a business, you are opening up yourself for, to the public. You were saying I'm providing a service to the public, and when you start to discriminate, you start hurting people, which in turn we have determined hurts society. Right. Because you you if you sequester these people and have them so that they can't. Get alone. They can't start their own business. They can't work in your business. Now you have somebody who cannot help in society. They cannot aid, you know, further society. So they can't advance we, in society. We, right. So we've we're not arguing. That- I understand that, but I guess we're, we're Ian and I are looking at. It, I think. I think that we're looking at it more from a libertarian view. Right. Sure. And if you go for absolute pure capitalism, I think you're right. But that's it- morally bankrupt. And it Pure capitalism is absolutely morally bankrupt. Yes, it's it's you know uh, the winner takes all kind of you know the strong the strong wins kind of mentality. So I what mean, is the then what is like the punishment for that? Do you have to hire the person and they have to work? You have to work with a guy who knows doesn't like you. No, you pay, you pay them damages. Mm. All right. So what about what about um, somebody that's in a wheelchair? I'm if, not going to hire them. What I have to build a ramp. I have to build a special access. If I have two floors, God forbid, now I have to put in an elevator. <laughs> no, you don't. Be- you already have Why a not? ramp. You already have a ramp. The job can be done from the person. If they ca- are capable of doing the job and right. there's zero accommodation, would you hire them? Oh, sure. <laughs> what about a guy who wants to work as a waitress at Hooters? Uh, that, that's an interesting case because, yeah, they should be able to. I've never seen a guy waiting tables at Hooters. Have you? No, so they're always <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not discriminatory, but if you, I mean, if you want to open a, a private club and only have the, the the individuals that you want to invite, that's one thing. But if you're opening, like Ray said, to the public, the, that comes with that comes with some rules around society. You have to hire people based on their capabilities of doing the job, not your personal opinion of their of the color of their skin or their religion or their you know the, the fact that they've got only one leg or any anything else. 
Now I'm really curious how Hooters gets around that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it's think probably... mainly because nobody wants to see a guy in those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a brand thing, probably. I don't know. I think there was a case, though, where a guy was trying to get the job. Yeah, I think there was. Hey, yeah. listen, when I was in high school, believe it or not, and this was in the early 90s, there was a guy who wanted to play field hockey. There with always the girls. is. Mm-hmm. What's up? I said there always is. <laughs> oh, really? I, I thought this was something kind of new. And, you, uh, you can move really well in those skirts. and uh, <laughs> But and, what they uh, don't realize is field hockey girls are ruthless on the field. And they will hurt <laughs> well, you. Well, they let him play, uh, but they made him wear the skirt. And Reasonable. he wore it. And there was a pep rally. And I remember he came out in the skirt. And I was like, boy, I kind of commend you. But, man, I wouldn't want to be you right now. <laughs> so did we answer the question? Uh, well enough. It came back to my original statement. Just keep your yap shut. Just keep your yap shut. You can do what you want. And uh, otherwise, other people get to tell you how they feel and you have to adhere to that. Hmm. Okay. Is, is that he... was my takeaway. Okay. Hmm. I didn't hear one thing Ian said, but I think I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> you could. Oh, sorry. I said I said before when, we, when I said people just need to keep their yap shut and then mm-hmm. they can go ahead and have their way. That was my takeaway from our discussion. Yeah, because that much. is in fact the truth. Otherwise... Everybody else, again, I'm making air quotes because no one can see me and I hate when I do that. Uh, society gets to tell you what you, you know, what you can and cannot do. And if you just appease them and say, yeah, I, you know, the only person who applied was this person. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Had to hire them. Well, and it's actually, I, I hire, I hire um, IT people. I hear, I hire tech people. And it's actually a bit of a problem for me at times. I get white dude after white dude. And the demographics of the people that apply for the jobs that I'm posting are white guys. Sure. End of list. O- occasionally an Indian. Right. My problem is that shouldn't be a problem. That's just the I, way it is. For me, it, it, you know, I, 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 I try, but I get a bunch there of white There shouldn't dudes. be – yeah, there shouldn't <laughs> be like – I don't know. I don't – some – looming force out in the universe saying no that's not okay karen you need to get a black woman in there well why because if one ever think applies? about her yeah if she applies and she's as qualified as everybody else or Absolutely. more so in this case oh, yeah there's no reason not to hire her right i just have a problem with source material <laughs> oh yeah this, but this shit bleeds into everything though now like with tv shows and movies and you know, everyone complaining that there's too many white people in this or not enough black people in that. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of getting to this slippery slope where, like, you can't put a white guy into anything without somebody bitching. But is there some? Is there anything wrong with um, our entertainment actually being a reflection of our, our of the actual demographics of our, of our society? Because that's what they're asking for. No, but is it okay to have a white main character? These days? No. Are you sure about that, Karen? Because every time something comes out, I hear horrible shit. The problem is, is that, um, I mean, look at, um, the, the comics. It's, there are, it's mostly white guys. There are women in there and there are some minorities, but the demographics are not equal. I mean, how many, I agree. How many Hispanic characters are there in the Marvel universe? But they're getting more and more. And the whole reason that it's that way is because the comics were, I mean, a lot of these characters came from a long time ago, yep. and the people they were selling to were white. Right. The, the The demographics decided what they were writing, the characters they were creating. The, it's not the, because they refuse to have a minority character. It's just because that's that was their audience. That's who they were writing to. For the comic books, yeah, I'd say that's true. But now they've branched out into the movies. I, I don't think it's the case anymore. I mean, 
But is it right, though, to have a product that only appeals to a demographic? Oh, wait, NASCAR. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me put it this way. We've had two new Star Wars movies come out in the past two years, both with female lead characters, right? Sure. We have a new Star Trek show that just came out. We were talking about this earlier, which has a female lead character and another female lead character in it. And even still, as I'm watching reviews of this, people are still bitching when a white person shows up <laughs> to some effect. Like, like for instance, in the Star Trek show, uh, the I'm do now I'm fucking doing air quotes like Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The captain, the official captain of the ship, is going to be a white male. And all I could hear was people screaming and yelling, "Oh, why does it have to be a white guy?" And I'm like, the focus of the show is a black woman. And they're still mad that, like, it's like, listen, it's okay to have white people and shit, too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's like, we're, it's, uh, I, I know there's an expression for this, like, we're trying to get to a good point, but we're doing it, like, in this weird backlash fashion where, like, we're going almost opposite in the other direction. Sure. Right. Well, because, because, you know, really rattling your cage and shouting about it seems to get you what you want. Because as soon as we threw, you know, hashtag Oscars so white. The very next year, best picture was some movie no one's ever heard about, about a gay black man. And I was like, do you not recognize that you're being pandered to? Mm. Like, that was such an obvious move. It was just shameful in both directions. I was like, nothing to be angry about. And you're you're, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, good, good job. Way to turn things around, Oscars. I was like, they didn't turn things around. They, faked they just they, they, they just placated you. Mm. And yeah. you fell for it. Like, shame on you for falling for that. Like, the no change has been made. Now we will go back to Oscars So White for as long as we can, <laughs> and then we will give you another token win. Mm. And Ridiculous. it's the same thing with women, too. I, I don't know if I had this discussion with you guys or somebody else in regards to podcasting, but the the Game of Thrones discussion I had with somebody, did I, do you guys remember this? It sounds familiar. With I the, feel like you had it with me on a different show. I think so, yeah. It was on the second or third episode in, of Game of Thrones, and they had four powerful women sitting around a table discussing oh, yeah. war plans. Yeah. And I was watching the show, and I go, oh, look, it's all these cool characters. It's Daenerys and the Queen of Thorns and uh, the Dorn Lady and, mm-hmm. and uh, Yara Greyjoy. I'm like, this is fucking cool, right? These are all characters I never thought I'd see together. Then at the end of the show, I had to have the producers tell me, go, Nobody's had four powerful women making yeah. decisions in a world and this and that. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I go, I didn't even think, didn't about, think about that. It. Yeah. Right. And now it's an, now it's a thing, you know? So you could have just put that out there and never said a fucking word about it. And the reaction that I had is the reaction that everybody should have had was didn't notice it. Yeah. That was a cool <laughs> scene. Well, they had to give themselves a little pat on the back. Exactly. Yeah, what is the point the same- if you don't get acknowledgement, Jared? <laughs> exactly. It's the same as firing you for around. being a single mother. You got to know why. And you guys got to know why we did this. This is the first show ever to have four powerful women making decisions. And just I was like, right. When we go back to it, Ian's argument, just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> right. Got to have acknowledgement. First show ever to do anything like this except for Sex in the City, which set the model for that for every show since then. Yeah. Someday I should watch that show, I think. What? No, you shouldn't. Good Sex in the City or Game of Thrones? Sex in the City. No. No? It's okay. not. It's overrated. I didn't enjoy it. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. It's hard for me to say I sat through six or seven seasons, <laughs> but I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, it could be easier 
because I think you have a good idea who I sat and watched it with. So it was kind of out of habit and kind of just to be in his company. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't really relate to me not being a woman living in New York. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about white dudes Uh, in the country. Yep. 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 All right, I was gonna... more of an entourage guy. That was my sex in the city. <laughs> that show was terrible. Ray, bring us back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through some of these other things. I, I think with what we've already talked about, we've kind of covered it. But I wanted to mention them. Uh, the ACLU has filed a lawsuit. I believe it's against Michigan. The state of Michigan for their, for their law. The law provides religious, religious exemptions for adoptions. It's the story that we've yeah. had previously where right. a religious adoption agency can pick and choose who they want to give a kid to based on their own moral beliefs. All they have to do is say that it's their own moral religious beliefs. Uh, so the ACLU has actually uh, filed lawsuit against them for that. Good, good. Federal judge over in Minnesota has dismissed a lawsuit by wedding videographers. This is the same kind of thing as uh, the birthday, or sorry, the wedding cake for the gay couple. These people do wedding videos, and they refused to do a wedding video for a gay couple. They were sued, and uh, the... Well, actually, they were told that they had to and apparently filed a suit. In any case, they were ruled against in Minnesota. Oh, so they have to provide. Yes. Okay. Oh, sure. Oh, they sued I'm... to refuse same-sex customers and lost. Correct. Okay. Right. And is any same-sex couple going to go use them now? <laughs> no. I don't think so. I mean, no, they really shot don't themselves think so. in the foot. Yeah. I mean, if they had just been obnoxious, they would have done themselves a favor. <laughs> I mean, just nice. goes back to it and say, just keep your mouth shut. Be like, ah, oh, we're busy that day. <laughs> Can't do it. We only well, do- again, I don't know what, what the ruled against ruling was. But I mean, that's that this is kind of seems like a backhanded way to like advertise like, hey, this is, uh, you know, so and so videographers. We don't help gays. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, in the current climate, it probably didn't hurt them. Uh, uh, Where they are located, I bet you that it did. Um, Minnesota. Minneapolis has a very large homosexual population. Mm. Very affluent. And believe it or not, most cities, even in tremendously red states, are blue. True. True. Yeah. I mean, I just found out that Birmingham, Alabama voted overwhelmingly for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Cities typically do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's something actually I don't think we've ever touched on before because cities are giant melting pots of people. You have to deal with different people every single day. Unlike in the country where the only people you ever see are the people that look just like you. So you get to be very forgiving of differences much faster in a city. True story. And that makes you democratic. (laughs) Right. Like the town I live in, holy shit, is it white? Yeah, that's the whole. I was gonna say that's the whole point of cities. Yeah, cities are filled with people who want to be around other people. Otherwise, you don't move to the city. Yeah, <laughs> I saw four black guys on the street the other day. I was like, "What the fuck is going?" <laughs> Well, that's what's one of the weird things about living where we live in a college town because it, it's a, a small town, but holy crap, does it have a diverse population? <laughs> Most does. of them are very young, but yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. young. Lots, lots of options. Like here, you know, where I live, you know, it's probably a little bit more diverse than where Jared lives. Mm. But I mean, still, like when I come to you know visit my family or to see you guys, you know, to think that I could have. Go out for uh, yeah. Lebanese or Ethiopian food or something like that. Here, like if you open a Mexican restaurant that isn't Taco Bell, they're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Having said all that, though, I bet you somebody on Facebook is posting right now. 
my next wedding is going to be done by this guy who fucking hates gay people. <laughs> yep. I'm totally. Fu- I'm fucking for Trump. And blo- <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there are lots of churches that support these videographers and things like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a quick update. Roy Moore in Alabama has been declared 51 per- <laughs> 51% reporting. Holy moly. Way Roy to go, Bannon. Trump loses again. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to read the tweets. <laughs> right now, he's tweeting about Usain Bolt. So, <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Did he oh. not stand for something? <laughs> Even he respected, showed respect for our national anthem. <laughs> Even he, he's like Jamaican. he's some kind of like so. He's is, one of them, he... Ian. <laughs> oh, he's black. Yeah, he's from Jamaica. He's not one of wow. us. Wow. Even he, even, even he. a heartless savage like you say, Bolt. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move through a couple more of these uh, state news. I wanted to mention this. There's an action alert from the Secular Coalition. D.C., the District of Columbia, has a Reproductive Health Non-Discrimination Act. Basically, it prevents people from being fired if they're a single woman who gets pregnant or anything along those lines. The House of Representatives have passed an appropriations bill, and again, this is just a funding measure, but it has an amendment that would block funding for the bill. Basically, they would just cut off the money. They didn't like the fact that they, the D.C. was going to have this law, this non-discrimination law. So now the House has stopped all funding for the bill in the name of religious liberty. Wow. It's bad enough living in D.C. You don't get representation. They are yeah. screwed. And they are <sighs> governed over by these assholes. Holy crap. That's amazing. This, this one going to pass? <laughs> <laughs> So there is an action alert. I will post it on the website that you can fill out the information, send an email to urge the representative and senators yours to stop that appropriations bill. And wow. apparently that type of thing actually does have some some work. I mean, the whole uh, repeal and replace failed again today. Yay. Yeah. So <laughs> Wait, yep, was I it voted it. on today or is that tomorrow it's getting voted on? They they're gonna, decide, they, they, they're, they're not voting on it. They scrapped it. Yep. Oh, okay. Good. Because that way they don't have to go on the record saying that they supported it because 24% of the population supports it. So That's now, better than 17. <laughs> sure. But and now in, they- four, in four days, they lose the opportunity uh, to do it in a, appropriations and funding. Reconciliation. So they, they will need to get majority, which means 60 votes, mm-hmm. which means they're not going to do it without a few Democrats. Which means they're going to have to work together. <gasps> oh, my God. Calling Chuck and Nancy. <laughs> yeah. Get get Trump, get them in uh, the the White House. They can make it. I'm sure they'll come up with something. We all agree that there are things in Obamacare that need to be fixed. Right. That, that's right. Even a- even even Obama thinks that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I campaigned on repeal and replace. Therefore, I have to do it no matter how bad. Yeah, this I know. Bill is. Isn't that the dumbest thing I've ever heard? I campaigned on this, so I feel that I have to do it, even though I don't agree with the way we're doing it. And yeah, it'll he hurt even people. said he goes, "There's there's I can tell you ten things that are wrong with this bill." But I still am voting for it. Because yeah. I said I would. Even though it's yeah. a, it's bad for the country, it's bad for the population, it's bad for me, it's just bad all around. But I said I would, so I'm gonna. Wow. No. Yeah. Grow a spine. Grow a spine? Remember what your <laughs> fucking job is? Yeah. 
So I'm going to move over to Kansas. There is a woman who is with uh, the help of the American Humanist Association. She is suing uh, the Kansas City prison system because she says that the prison that she is in is covered in Christian paraphernalia, proselytizing constantly. Objects displaying religious messages on public bulletin boards posted by the the, uh, the prison staff, and they encourage prayer requests. They display a large wooden cross in the multi-purpose room, and she is with the American Humanist Society or Association. Uh, she is suing them. So I looked into this a little bit, and I found it interesting. She is a Thelemite. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, she is a follower of Thelema. This is a a religion, a magician practice started by <laughs> Alistair <What>? Crowley. <laughs> what? Yeah. So she follows the teachings of Alistair Crowley. Wow. And she doesn't like having all this Christian junk pushed down her throat. So is that? Don't get arrested in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> that picture on their website is that the? <laughs> Is that the pillars of creation? <laughs> Sorry, what? I'm okay. I get better. I'm just a child. Ray said she doesn't like having all this Christian junk get pushed down her throat. <laughs> oh, no. I thought he was laughing at my Kansas joke. No, I'm 15. <laughs> the, the picture on the Thelemite website, it looks like the pillars of creation, the picture of the galaxy far, far away. It's uh, interesting. I, I don't know. It's interesting imagery. Sure. Well, they are all about imagery and practicing ritual magic and whatever. But in any case, she's mm. right. And uh, I think she's got the right group behind her at this point. And th their argument is that pr prisons are not exempt from the Constitution. But again, this goes back to Ian's previous question. Why aren't they exempt? They're privately owned now. Like <laughs> most prisons are, are privately run. Uh, if they're privately run by a, if they happen to be, I'm not saying this is true in this case, but if they happen to be a prison that's privately run by a, a religious group. Hmm. Aha, but I'll tell you why. Because they are housing federal and state criminals. You know, they didn't break private laws. So. Right, these aren't, these aren't people publicly visiting the prison. <laughs> these are people who are being mandated. That is true. To be in the prison. But just like you can be mandated to go to, go to AA... I think this should also – this is also problematic. Well, you should be able to fight that, though. Yeah. And you should be able to fight having Christianity shoved down your throat, too. Now, well, that being said, yeah. when you're a prisoner, you, you do lose some constitutionally guaranteed rights. You don't have the right to vote anymore when you're in prison. You don't have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You don't have liberty. So there are some rights that you lose while you're in prison. That's part of the punishment. True. However, religious, your own religious freedom, I think, uh, extends no. to Agreed. everyone. Yeah. yeah. But again, they're not making her practice these religions, right? It's just the imagery is all over the place. That is true. But uh, I mean, I mean, good on her. Fine. I don't think you're going to win. Um, I think she could. She should probably concentrate her efforts on limiting the religious iconography to the chapel and not in the you know the lunchroom, things like that. Yeah, that should probably fine. win. I think she might win this. Mm, I, I think I think that uh, that she is right in believing that her few remaining constitutional rights are being infringed on. Yeah. Uh, I think that just because she is currently a ward of the state does not mean that. Yeah, that she you you can't you shouldn't be subjected to that much religion outside of whatever appropriate religious zones that they have. Right. right. 
Agreed. And apparently they had an eight-foot wooden cross uh, stood in the facility's weekend and holiday visitation room. That's a bit much. <laughs> Kansas, baby. Come on. You know that's good. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see this 11 principles of the Thelemites? I, I did read it, yes. It's not bad. It's not. They believe in magic, though. They do, but these tenet, these whatever they got, the principles are pretty good. Sure. I laugh. I enjoy all parts of the world. I do not take myself too seriously. I seek truth, I think, for myself. Yeah. These are all I, good uh, things. I accept all people, no matter what they look like or believe, and I accept all the moments, no matter if they are good or bad. They're all right in my book. Yeah. Believe in all the magic you want. <laughs> well, but it's it's one of those, you know, that's the stuff that they put on their website. That's on the homepage. It's like Scientology. When you start digging into it, that's when the crazy shit comes out. You're right. I am just looking at the surface, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And in, in defense of the prison, if this show has taught me one thing, a giant uh, eight-foot cross, <laughs> not a religious symbol. Right. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. just just the cross. Ian, you should take up law in Kansas. And if, and if you <laughs> just, get a lot of work. And if you just tilt it on its side, it means X-Men. So, you know. <laughs> there you go. It's just a giant poster for the new show Gifted on Fox. <laughs> I just want to mention this because I know that somebody out there is probably curious. Uh, the woman in question has been serving a 40-year sentence for helping her boyfriend murder her husband. Oh, I don't snap. Think- I don't think that that has anything to do with her case, but just no. Out there. But <laughs> it ain't gonna help. But if I see her on a prison pen pal site, I will not be writing her. <laughs> so moving on to uh, national news, I wanted to mention uh, Representative Jeb Henserling from Texas. Uh, he made a statement that ah, I'm torn on this one. He, no way, this dude was awesome. <laughs> he says, <laughs> regarding the flooding in Texas and everyone getting their houses destroyed, he says, at some point, God is telling you to move. <laughs> and he has this is this is a legitimate point. If if in he says in Baton Rouge, there's a home that that's worth about sixty thousand dollars. It's been flooded more than forty times. Yeah. The taxpayers have paid to rebuild it, almost half a million dollars total. And why? Why are we doing that? That's that ridiculous. is a legitimate question. Yeah. I completely agree with not rebuilding a house 40 times. That's ridiculous. If you live in an area that is known to be flooding, if you live in a, uh, what was it in Texas? There were houses built in a, like a the reservoir bayou. area? Yeah. Weren't they in the wetlands or something? Yeah, they were in, they were in the edges of the bayou, which I'm it's sure was very... It's basically because Texas doesn't have a any rules against doing that, right? No, they don't have zoning laws. I think I thought it was Houston in particular didn't yeah. have the zoning laws. Houston in particular okay, sure. does not have zoning laws. Right. What is the greater cost? Rebuilding that house 40 times or having the state and the taxpayers relocate the family, re-educate the family, <laughs> get a job in their new where they live now and settle them there. Well, I mean, you can move them just a half a mile. You don't have to move them 50 miles. Mm, is there maybe, really any truth to this story? This guy absolutely said this. I know. I think that. No, I know he said that, but 40 times they fixed it up. Well, and I also no, found it, it, it interesting. I found it interesting that the representative from Texas, his example, while talking about <laughs> Texas flogging, was talking about Baton Rouge. Oh. Well, that was kind of his way saying, like, you know, I know we were just flooded, so don't be mad at me, but those jerks in Louisiana, <laughs> we should stop rebuilding their homes. <laughs> I mean, first of all, 40 times. This has to have been over how much period of time? Well, yeah, it flooded long. 40 times. They didn't rebuild it 40 times, presumably. I mean, you remember- well, How many times did they rebuild it? 
he doesn't say that. And he's taking the extreme yeah. example anyway. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, but there certainly is an argument for no, don't don't build your house on the, on the dunes of of a barrier island. Just don't do that. It, a hurricane is going to come across every five to ten years and wipe it out. That's dumb. Don't do that. You are correct. I, again, I don't know what the permanent solution is. I mean, other than the permanent solution that is coming, that if you live below sea level, <laughs> sea level is going to change real soon, mm. and you're just not going to be there anymore. It's only going to be sea. Right. I mean, There's they should all to move to Puerto Rico. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, too, too soon. soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> It's still going on. I know. (laughs) Puerto Rico is going to be an interesting experiment to watch. Yeah. Yeah. To see how that goes down. At some point in the next several years, I think somebody is going to uh, try and make it a state again so that it can get all the, uh, all the, you know. It doesn't really, it doesn't get federal relief aid and things like that? It does. It does. Okay. But, but, uh, but they don't have representation. Right. right. I think at some point they're going to say, look, if we had had representation, then this would have been, you know, we would have been covered better. I think – Right. And I think what's going to happen very short term here is that shit ton of people from Puerto Rico are going to be in on the mainland. There's no – There already are. They're all going to be coming here. No, I'm saying there are already people leaving. Like they're saying yeah. – like yeah. I saw a report where they're like, yeah, they're coming in droves. What, because they, they're, they're, it's not immigration. They are United States citizens. They can just move. Yeah. They, and their houses are gone. There's no electricity and there's not going to be electricity for three to six months. I'd leave in a heartbeat. That's why I say, I mean, it, granted, it's easy for me to say it's going to be an interesting experiment while a horrifying experiment yeah. for people in Puerto Rico. Yeah. But with no power for three to six months, dwindling food, water, housing. I mean, it could turn into a fucking Mad Max wasteland for oh, all yeah. we know. It's, it's going to be bad. And it's yeah. going to be fed for a very long time. I'd leave. Hey, we got space hair and mill for Puerto Ricans. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> you want to live on the border town. <laughs> and the uh, the problem is they're having trouble getting people out. There are a lot of people who do want to leave right now, and they can't because, well, one, there's not enough planes. And two, they don't have the TSA. They don't have any electronics. Right. So trying to look up these people and make sure they're not on the no-fly list – before they get on a plane to the mainland, yeah, they're they're not letting people through. And why is that an issue in the middle of this devastation? That is, yeah, well, because Trump's president. Yeah, and he's not helping. Can't have these foreigners coming over to our country, even though they're U.S. citizens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard it's just like there's just so many. A lot of families here don't even have contact with anybody over there because it's so bad. Like they right. still don't know what's happened to their family members. Yeah. No, there's no cell phone coverage. There's no re- there's no way to reach people. It's horrible. Just evacuate. Evacuate the whole fucking island. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them all here. That's, I mean, that's func- functionally what's going to have to happen. They're going to evacuate everybody that can't, that it doesn't, you know, work on infrastructure. If you can build things, you'll stay. But yeah, the McDonald's, eh, no. Send the Navy. Get them all in on boats. Don't we have the biggest Navy? Yeah, they have, um, there's a hospital ship heading there now. The, but the, the, all the ports were affected though. So right. they've got four ports up and running. They need four more. I don't know, something like that. And no infrastructure. There's no roads. Right. A lot of the roads were destroyed or are impassable. Yeah, it's a, it's a major mess. Yeah. Covered with trees and power lines. Et cetera, I was et listening to CNN today and uh, they were talking about Puerto Rico and they're like, Trump tweeted out or he said something that he's getting great ratings mm-hmm. on his efforts yeah. in Puerto Rico. Things are going great. And then they go, how do you feel about that so-and-so reporter in Puerto Rico? He goes, yeah, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, I'm like two hours out of the main place. He goes, it's it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. 
there's no clean water, there's no food. Yeah. People apparently it was like do. a town of like 30,000 all drinking out of one single stream of water coming out of a mountain or something, some <laughs> natural spring. Hoping for the best. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's a Morton Joe. He's dumping water on the people. <laughs> Mad Max, it's coming. Yeah. Well, they, they were showing um, overhead shots and half the roofs have help written on them. An SOS written in, you know, uh, um, spelled out on the streets in little white rocks. I mean, it's bad. So I want to move on before we run out of time. Okay. A couple other right things on. I want to cover. De- the uh, Trump appointment, John Adler, he is the Department of Justice's director of the Bureau of Justice Assistance. That is a long title. He is going to be helping up, help, helping set up national criminal justice policies, oversee relevant state and local grant programs, and uh, the reason I bring him up specifically is because for a number of years, he was on the advisory board of the Heroes Health Fund, a group that offered support for firefighters, police, EMTs, veterans. So that all, this all makes sense, except for the fact that the Heroes Health Fund was previously known as Purif, or the Purification Rundown, or Narconon. Mm. Oh, Narcocon! <laughs> I know that! Also known as the Hubbard Method. It is the Scientology detox program. Holy crap. The detox method of the Scientologists includes really hot saunas and taking vitamins. (laughs) That'll help. Uh, He's a Department of Justice nominee. For what position? The director of the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Oh my god. So, yeah. Offering support for firefighters, police, and EMTs harmed by toxic exposures in the line of duty. And he is one of the board members of the people saying, well, you need to go to a sauna and take your vitamins. <laughs> vitamins. <laughs> sure. I'm okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> what can I do? He's currently listed as a member of the Heroes Health Advisory Board. Yes. Although with his first name slightly misspelled. That's weird. Along with prominent Scientologists John Travolta, Kelly Preston, and Danny Masterson. Wow. He's continuing the tradition of the worst possible choice. Freaking hide. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Incredible. I, I, is, it, is it horrible that I'm not even, like, shocked? I don't know. I kind of was shocked because it's it's not like Trump. Normally, he goes after the, you know, the Christian. Like, Scientology doesn't fit in there. No. Well, yeah, normally it's, you know, Pence picked. This is not Pence picked. Well, maybe this to see. It seems like such a s- small department. Well, not small, but like not famous department. No. That I doubt even Pence had anything. They probably just had some asshole pick this one, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh fuck, we picked the Scientology. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna know? By just some asshole, you mean Kushner? Mm. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I don't probably know. got on his private email account and was like, "Yeah, get this guy, How- John Adler." <laughs> Did the Jews and the Scientology get along? Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, worse than no. any other two religions. No. <laughs> we're all S. We're all SPs in their eyes. <laughs> True. So I, I'm curious where that's going to go. Uh, you got cancer from cleaning up, you know, the fall of the towers in New York. Maybe you should uh, take your vitamins. <laughs> Get in a sauna. Get in a sauna. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Uh, so did anybody, I'm guessing the answer is no, but did anybody watch the first airing of the new Megyn Kelly show? No. no. <laughs> I watched the John Oliver bit on it, though, which was hilarious. Yeah. I don't even remember. What did John Oliver say? 
These are all the things that Megyn Kelly has said in the past. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, when she's like, in a world that's divided, blah, 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 we stand for this. And then all her horrible clips. Yeah. Yeah. Santa's white, kids. (laughs) (laughs) I love the, yeah, the one thing that I actually was going to bring up was something that she had said previously was, just because it makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that it has to change. I mean, Jesus was a white man, too. But, you know, it's like he wasn't, (laughs) he was a historical figure. That's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. (laughs) (laughs) yep santa and jesus both white both verified historical figures yeah and in that one is a piece of coca-cola advertising (laughs) and the other may or may not be completely fictional (laughs) yeah that's kind of up in the air right jesus being a real person there's no there's nothing in historical records that he existed but if he was truly just a carpenter he wouldn't be in the historical records right so is it possible there was a – but I'm saying, like, so there is no actual records of the guy existing. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, you know, I always hear varying stories on that. There's no verifiable evidence. There's no – there's nothing written that – like, there's, you know, you have all the Gospels, but none of that – a lot of it contradicts what we know to be fact in history. Right. And obviously the miracles contradict – yeah, like the fact that everyone in Jerusalem, all the dead rose up from their graves and walked around town and talked to people. Somebody would have written that down. There are historical writers in Jerusalem at that time. Nobody wrote about that. Nobody wrote even, you know, the story of Jesus coming into Jerusalem and people laying the palm leaves in front of him. That never happened. We right. would have known about it. It would have been written about. So and they, they wrote about other people that existed in history, but they didn't write about him. So Right. Mm. So it's. And, and and again, a lot of the story of his birth contradicts historic records. So, Wait, yeah. are you telling me that I shouldn't trust Megyn Kelly on this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the best things that I've seen that she had previously said was, I realize something is happening in Ferguson. This is during the whole Ferguson thing. But we're talking about something important here. Look, the protesters and police are clashing again. All right. We get it. But talking, we're talking about a, the dead, a death of an American who was beheaded. So there, she's talking about the ISIS beheading mm-hmm. the reporter. And she's saying that that's important, but Ferguson isn't. Wow. Because an American died. <laughs> you mean a white American? Oh, your show is not going to last a full season. No, <laughs> this really? is Megyn so you know. Kelly. Yeah, this Megyn Kelly thing is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. As I I remember being like, oh, Megyn Kelly, she's just a Fox shill. She's fucking awful. Then her and Trump had a go at it yeah. when Fox was against Trump before they embraced him. And then all of a sudden, she's just a sweetheart darling that NBC picks up well, she, because it, of this? Yeah, it was her opportunity to, to, get, out of, uh, to get out of Fox News right? and to have her own thing. Yeah. I guess it's not easy to unhitch yourself from that fucking wagon when you're in there. Right. And now, she found a way. Now, how much of but that then, was acting and how much of it was truly what she believes and what she is? I suspect that most of it is what she believes and what she is and now what she's acting. But I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. One thing that it's she said Fox News on, on the first show was the truth is I'm kind of done with politics for now. It's everywhere and it's just gotten so dark. You're the reason it got <laughs> so dark. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not the, but one of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I find her. So wait a minute. I thought. So did her interview show go down the tubes and that's why she's got a, a now a, like a day show? Yes. That whole Alex Jones thing was just like people are like, what are you fucking nuts? <laughs> is that what happened? I think so. I think, I think that was uh, that 
Alex, you know, the, the building on that, the, you know, the first one was bad and then the, the Alex Jones was even worse. And that just kind of like they did, people were just not again. I don't know what all the factors were, but, you know, I, I don't think people were were going to accept that she was a, a hard hitting journalist who was going to ask the tough questions and do these primetime interviews. So they gave her a daytime talk show. Yeah. I mean, right, she, who was her first? Was it her first interview with Putin? Yeah, I think That's so. Right. Okay, it was Putin and Alex Jones. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm thinking with Putin, a pretty face will get you a, a long way. <laughs> yeah, but does anybody remember anything memorable from that interview? No. No. Yeah, nobody does. Like, remember that hard hitting interview that she gave to Putin? I don't. Right. No. I haven't heard one thing about it. No, I, I don't think she's a serious. She's she is not, in my opinion, a serious reporter. She is a newscaster. Ma'am, you are no Diane Sawyer. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barbara Walters, you are not. No. Get off my television. <laughs> Now, can she, you know, evolve and reform herself? Sure, maybe she has that opportunity now. Let's see her. Well, she, from she what can I can it. see from this this page that you linked, yeah, not so much. <laughs> it looks like she's just trying to clone on uh, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, is that the the cast of Will and Grace? Yeah, she had on people from Will and Grace, and she brought a uh, hmm. a fan on stage and joked to him, "Is it true that you became a lawyer and gay because of Will and Grace?" Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, that's pretty funny. And she meant it to be funny. Wow. Amazing. Funny, because what do you think Megyn Kelly, if she were still on Fox, would be saying about yeah, Will and Grace's revival? Exactly. It's the bringing down America. It's the end of America. Yeah. Yeah. So, which makes me wonder how much of it was an act when she was over there. Or, you know, is it all just fluff and nonsense? Well, listen. Yeah, the one who thing knows? I... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't know her, so I have no way to speculate on that. I again I think we've discussed this before on this show again which is why I I don't know if this is legit I don't know if Fox News is legit I don't know what Megan Kelly is like in person but if you you know were to pick me up right now and sit me down on Fox News I would say whatever they put on the cue cards and told me to say if they gave me Megan Kelly money oh. no problem <laughs> No, well, then I would say Santa Claus is 100% white. I was just hanging out with the dude. He told me <laughs> that he thinks that black Santas are an abomination and they go against Christianity and God bless America. I've learned a lot. Uh, you, you know, you guys know how I watch the Young Turks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've and Chank uh, Uger, the guy who hosts the show, worked for MSNBC for a while. And he tells a lot of stories, and he told the story just recently about how there's something that Bush did or something or Obama did. And um, he said to the producers, he goes, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to freewheel this one. I'm going to go off script on this. Mm -hmm. And, like, he got all these phone calls, and everybody was calling him. Like, you can't do that. You got to read the prompter. You got to read the prompter because all those things those newscasters says, the producers read first and make sure there's nothing in there that's going to piss off an advertiser mm -hmm. or, you know, do this and that. So – He's he's come to the determination, and now I'm kind of there's that all these people, even CNN, Fox, MSNBC, they're all actors. They're not they're not real newscasters. Well, no, they're newscasters, not journalists. Right? Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're Correct. not. You know, they're not Walter Cronkite. That's gone. That day and age is gone. Right. Yeah. As soon as as soon as the news became a 24 hour business, mm -hmm. it switched. You know, from journalism to news. It's just, it's, it's like any other entertainment on television. Right. It's, well, and it's the same, it's your weathercaster and your meteorologist. Same difference. One is reading a cue card, one is doing science. That may very well right. be true for, I don't know, 90 some percent of, but the other night, last night, 
Don Lemon went off on the whole. <laughs> that dude can't help himself. I love. Yeah, that. <laughs> he went off on the whole NFL Trump thing. Yeah, and I don't know. I I'm really curious what producer okayed him to do that. Because there right. are there are shining moments here and there. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that because he has several. Yeah, but the other week, did you, the other week when uh, did you see when uh, this this woman she was covering one of the hurricanes and she's like, this wind is blowing me back. And, uh, you know, I'm a pretty big girl. And he goes, ha, you look great. Nothing wrong with a little curve. <laughs> Go, Don. I did not see that. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> but, but, what he, yeah. but what he does, though, is still not journalism. It's, uh, Correct. It's opinion. Right. He is stating, you know, a, a, a well-crafted opinion. But it's it's still not a it's not journalism really. He's not doing investigative journalism. You know, I can't believe that I'm going to be bringing up Jesse Ventura twice <laughs> in this podcast tonight. But I heard him talk, and there was, I don't put a lot of stock in what Jesse says. <laughs> Good, but he did. He was talking about the news at one point, and he said, and this made a lot of sense to me that 60 Minutes ruined the news mm. because back before 60 Minutes showed up, the the news was something that that the networks put on. That was like something that they did for the people and for the government and for their communities. It made no money. They, oh, they took a loss on the news every time. Yep. You know, and it was just like, this is what we got to do. This is what you do. This is the price we pay for the other millions of dollars that we make on our other shows. We take an hour, a half hour and lose a couple of money and inform the public. Mm -hmm. And then they made 60 minutes and someone goes, wait a minute, I can make money on the news. Mm -hmm. And that's where it all snowballed from there. And then Ted Turner got it. Yeah. Yep. CNN, yeah, was more of a death knell, I think, because I, I think there was you could have carved out a place for sixty minutes as kind of what Vice News is doing currently, which is you know right, as a news magazine, right, as an in-depth single story right. thing, or you know even you know two or three stories, but a really in-depth look at a couple of stories instead of just the snapshots of the day, which is what the typical news was. Sure. Thanks a lot, Ted. Turner. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you really got to dig now to get uh, an actual right. I mean, I don't even want to say bias. It's hard to get bias news unless I heard BBC is biased. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, unbiased. Unbiased. I mean, the yeah. independent co.uk, um, Al Jazeera, um, BBC News is is pretty good. There are some good ones out there, but they're few and far between. Reuters, but that's more source material than it is, mm -hmm. you know, polished product. Sure. AP. You know. So. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to get. We're running low on time, so I wanted to get this in before uh, before we finished. <laughs> the uh, Trump versus NFL stuff. <laughs> um, I don't have in front of me the full story of what's going on, but it all stems from the Kaepernick taking a knee during the anthem because he was protesting the way the, that that uh, African Americans were being treated in the country and people basically saying that they're not being treated as equal citizens. <laughs> And uh, then now Trump has just gone off the rails on it. Yeah. He he started with just tweeting about it and saying that uh, it wasn't any it wasn't good to, to uh, disrespect the flag. And then what was it? His, uh, his it was his strange his Luther Strange rally right in Alabama mm -hmm. that he uh, yeah. said that the sons of bitches who had dishonored the flag and taken the knee should be fired by their NFL employers. Yeah, that's where he had that little lapse and thought he was back on his show, and he's like, fired! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, wouldn't you like to see them tell those sons of bitches you're fired? Then he pauses and goes, you're fired! Yeah. <laughs> then he walked around and took a Hulk Hogan turn around the stage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, what a jackass. Um, all right. So, I, yeah, I, I, uh, before I get too, too <laughs> deep into this story, sure. let me preface it with, even though I have some things to say about it, I recognize that this is a smokescreen. Yeah. This is an obvious smokescreen to redirect people's attention from the actions they're about to take against North Korea from the fortunately now failed Republican healthcare bill and perhaps something else going on behind the scenes that I'm simply not aware of because, you know, I'm shielded from it. There is no way that this is should in any way be considered a legitimate issue. That is how far from the Trump side of this I am. Oh, I heard the best comment was is Trump is Pavlov and we're the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. I agree with you. There's been a lot more this investigation is... into by Mueller into uh, the the Russia investigation. Oh as yeah, well. that's that's the other thing. It's a smokescreen yeah. for yeah, yeah. yeah he's right. going to be interviewing aides now, right? White House aides and shit like that. Yep. And staff members. And, that's the other uh, piece of it. That's a cover up. And he has uh, what is, he has contacts within the IRS that he's working with. Yeah, uh, they were fighting each other before. Now they're cooperating. That's wonderful. <laughs> but the thing is, is that. I mean, it's a distraction for a few days, but you know it's going to blow over, and we're not going to be talking about it. But the the protest, yeah, yeah, it was almost gone until Trump stuck his fat head into it again. Oh yeah, but but he did it. I mean, like I'm saying, like my Facebook feed. I mean, and I don't even want to talk. I I don't. I know that Donald Trump does not give a shit whether (laughs) these guys stand or kneel. It is not bothering him whatsoever. It's the reaction that people are taking to it that amazes me. But again, in a week. You know we're going to be talking about something else, so it's not too much of a distraction. It's not working anymore. But it, yeah, yeah, just even a, I'm sure even a little respite helps. The for the part that troubles me is the idea that again it probably wasn't him directly, but the idea that he would be smart enough mm-hmm. to stage a smokescreen of this caliber, mm-hmm. you know, makes me think. Well, I mean, he's not the dummy I thought he was. Well, because this is this is an absolute. I I just can't even. You're right. People's response to this. Shouldn't shock me, but it shocks me because they are all so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you so know, it's wrong. when you level with people, because I've, and I had this conversation with somebody and they were going on. I go, I go, you know, we're almost at war with North Korea, right? Huh? <laughs> I'm like, shouldn't you be thinking about, I'm like, do you really think Donald's thinking about football players? He might. I don't know. Well, it's like, I, I know I, he's at a rally. He's in the South. He wants, he loves that fucking praise that he gets from them yeah. so will he just say whatever no i think he is an avid football watcher i don't think he gets to watch as much as he wants to he said something about two players had a great hit and it, there was a flag because you know they injured each other and they're supposed to not try to you know cause brain damage to each other nowadays and right. he, he was he was outraged he was about outraged that. ruining the game ruining the game yeah, yeah. so i think outraged. he does watch i i don't know to what extent but so, um but so, Ian, back to – I want to circle back to something you said. What what do you mean that people are completely wrong about – I can't think of a more appropriate, polite, mm-hmm. representative of everything good in this country, constitutionally protected way to protest than quietly taking a knee during the national anthem during a football game. Yeah. It never once – was an issue about disrespecting the flag, disrespecting our servicemen, being unpatriotic. He just fucking slapped that fake label on it to get these just mouth breathers mm-hmm. riled up about it. It is absolutely 100% appropriate and patriotic, I will argue, what the kneelers are doing. Okay. Agreed. They are not, they are not <laughs> chanting. They are not 
looting. They are not committing violence against other people in the streets. They're not disrupting. They are quietly kneeling during the national <laughs> anthem. Ian, and I definitely want to get race taken us having having you been in the military and how you feel about this. But they were using this same argument long before Trump brought this oh, up yeah. when Kaepernick was doing it. Yeah. That somehow the, kneeling for this during the anthem, you are shitting on veterans, police, EMT, and everybody in America. So that get, oh, part of it's not new to me. I agree. I guess I would need inform- more information on why they believe that. Oh, I don't know why they believe – because because the flag is like the the golden cow or whatever. It's I, I don't get it. Well, it's the religion right. of patriotism. Yeah, specifically. it's a piece of fucking fabric. Right. God damn Which, it. And it stands for him to kneel. <laughs> and there are actually rules about how you are supposed to show the flag. You're not supposed to use it in ways that are disrespectful, like putting it on clothing, except on a military patch. You're not supposed to have American flag underwear, for Christ's sake, or pants, or any part of your clothing. They use it everywhere. They abuse it everywhere. They do. Yeah. And I, so, again, that that – and and those issues are not being tackled by these same angry people, which again confuses right. me. When Bud right. Light puts out an American flag beer can, that's wrong. That's, that's super wrong. But everybody's <laughs> like, "That's great! How patriotic!" My beer even likes this country now. <laughs> yeah. It's the new well, American religion. I was talking to the Marine, and he said to me, "I think it's just disrespectful." And I said, "I said okay." I said, "But what did Colin Kaepernick say about veterans?" And he goes, uh, "Nothing." And I'm like, what did he say about police? Nothing. I'm like, what did he? What is he disrespecting that? You know, like, and that's the thing I try to pose to everybody. I'm like, when did any of these football players? And I'll get to all these other football players in a second because mm. there's. I saw a very interesting interview with. Uh, you might know who this guy is, Ian uh, Shannon Smith. I think his name is Shannon Sharp. Sharp, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The commentator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. He he did a nice five <laughs> minutes that I was like, oh boy, that's <laughs> he's, he's speaking truth. <laughs> And I also learned an, an interesting thing about the anthem and the fucking NFL that's pretty interesting. But where the fuck was I starting with this? <laughs> I don't know. What was um, I saying? A Marine? Marine. Oh, right. It's the yes. fact that, like, they can't – they keep saying it's disrespecting these people. And I keep asking them, what are the fo- – did the football players say anything about this? Did they say what – did they say – what did they say about vets? Mm. Let's start there. Does anybody have anything? No, no. nothing. Right. Well, well they actually, Kaepernick said that his the whole thing was not about disrespecting the nation or the flag or the anthem. It was that it was his protest against the way people were being treated and how we are a multi-class nation. And some people are treated as a higher or superior class. So it's not about the veterans for him. It's not. A, he said that he had complete respect for people who had served in the in the military. So is so these people are just rabid idiots. <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? Well, it's and, like it's like what was said that it's a religion of of nationalism. Yeah, and Kaepernick has supported. He's put his money where his mouth is too. He supports. Um, I looked it up. the The Lower East Side Girls Club of New York, the Hundred Suits for a Hundred Men, which is a people donate their lightly used suits for people to go to get jobs. Right oh, on. I'm convinced Colin Kaepernick's going to be spoken about in the same breath as Rosa Parks one day. Hmm. I honestly do. Sure, for starting this conversation. And that's, right. And, I mean, c- culminating, it wouldn't have happened if Trump didn't open his mouth. <laughs> that's right. true. Right. But I, I think a lot of people took that opportunity to 
expand the conversation to no, no, really, Kaepernick has something to say, and a lot of people agree with him. Wrong. And the fact that you're you are not so listening. wrong, Karen. <laughs> you are so wrong. <laughs> I may refer you to Shannon Sharp. <laughs> uh. I don't know if it was him. It could have been Stephen A. Smith, if that's who you were going for. No, his he first name was definitely Shannon. Mm. Okay. I don't know who this guy was. I just saw it posted, and it was a five-minute interview. And while he does support Colin Kaepernick and anybody else who was taking a knee before Trump opened his mouth, mm. but he has not given any credit to the owner shitbags that donated the Trump mm. and then were locking arms with people or an asshole like Ray Lewis, who's an asshole for numerous reasons, uh, you know, murder. Right. No. <laughs> uh, he made a big deal about Colin Kaepernick kneeling and said that he would never kneel. He kneeled on both fucking knees. He's like, the only reason these guys are doing this, it's not because Trump called them a son of a bitch. It's because he said boycott the NFL. Mm. And that's why the owners got into it, because he hit him where the pocket was. And he goes, rich people don't like to be told what to do. And I believe that is, I mean... Shit, Roger Goodall came out and, and condemned this. Sure. And well, he's that, a horrible person. Sure. Yeah. Th- for those but it was people, because, yeah. because I look at Facebook and these idiots are going, <laughs> hey, who's wearing their American flag t-shirt today and not watching the NFL? I'm oh, like, oh, God. for fuck's sake, really? And then, you know, it'll get three or four likes or whatever. But that's the point. You hit him in the pocket. And his point really is, is like, this is what it takes for you fuckers to take a knee. Mm. Right? Because he called you son of a bitches and told him to boycott the NFL. He goes, not when he disparaged John McCain. Mm. Not when he said grabbing women by the pussies. Not when he disrespected a Gold Star family. And he listed off 15 other other fucking things I can't remember. <laughs> Those are some pretty big ones, though. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, damn. That, yeah, that's a point. He's right. He goes... Yeah. That he goes, Donald Trump said worse things, and this is true, worse things about those NFL players than he did about the fucking racists down in Charlottesville. Yeah. Oh, way yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that I can't believe this is the country I live in. <laughs> huh. So I direct everybody to watch that interview if I if I got the name guy's name right. I don't know. So you you wanted to know about my take on it. So I have I mean, we've been researching my family history. I have ancestors who fought in the Revolution, the Civil War. My dad was in for the Korean War. I was in for the first Iraq War. And I don't understand this this level of nationalism. Mm. I am... I. I am very happy that I am, I wouldn't call it pride, but I'm very happy to be in the United States. And part of the reason that I served was to make sure that People were free to do this. Like the idea that there's, I have several friends, coworkers on Facebook who are saying that these people should be fired uh, hmm. for taking a knee. They're disrespecting the flag. And I, I question every single one of them. I've yet to get a, 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 any reasonable answer. Why should we force people to show respect for the flag? Do you really want to start down that path? Of, yeah, that's some North Korean shit. That's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah the the supreme leader you bet you have to if you disrespect the flag or you disrespect the picture of the supreme leader i mean there are countries where if you spill a coffee on a newspaper and that newspaper has a picture of the supreme leader on it you can be jailed because you spilled coffee on a newspaper that has his picture on it do we want to go down that path like it doesn't make any sense why we Listen, should force i told people. you guys I told you the story about the friend of mine who was upset about ripping up a flag for rags right. in a fucking video game. Mm. Well, a video game? And I told you about the, the 
relative that um, insisted the, after 9-11, where, where are your flags on your car? You know, those ones you put in the back window. Where are your flags? It's, uh, not planning on getting them. It, that- <laughs> I made so much money off that flag shit from 9-11. Oh, my God. This in- oh, like the cell phone booth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so- nice. <laughs> American flag faceplates. Oh, couldn't keep them in stock. <laughs> <laughs> but it's become a religion for people. Yeah. And I, but how do they not allegiance? know? It's the goddamn First Amendment. <laughs> yeah. the first one. This is, what, yeah. this is what we actually fight for. We actually fight. Well, not we. I don't say we. You, whatever, who that is, <laughs> fight for the right given to us by the Constitution, including the very First Amendment. The very First Amendment says that he, they all have the right to take a knee to protest in quiet, non-disruptive, and not be fired. And not be fired. <laughs> well, and they're using the argument, you, you should be doing that on your own time, not on your employer's dime. <sighs> that's the best they can fucking come up with. Well, that's yeah. really up to the employer. And the NFL, from what I've recently read, the NFL does have a, what, a player's guide or a, you know, it's, it's a conduct and it says that they are required to be on the field for the national anthem and that's it doesn't why say anything does beyond said. that it, well it says that they should stand for the anthem that what it not it's it's in there it's amongst a whole lot of other things but it's under should show respect right. but but that's do you know that do you know that's a pretty recently new guideline sure mm, i'm yes. sure it is i found out at a, ian would probably know better than me that this all started in 2009 mm. That before that, the teams never even came out for the anthem? That I didn't think it was that recent. I thought they coming out for the anthem started shortly after 9-11. That would make sense, yeah. Maybe it was 2005, I don't know. But it turns out that the Department of Justice and the National Guard started buying or giving the National Football League between 4 and $6 million a apiece to do patriotic flag shit and stuff like that. Hmm. Which meant like, you know, flybys and ceremonies and all kinds of bullshit like that. To promote recruitment, and even John McCain came out and said this was an awful thing and called it it was paid patriotism. Pay, uh, paid patriotism, paid, right? Sure. So it's not this national honored thing that's been going on for fucking years to begin with, right? Right. But it, well, it's also a way, another way of, of controlling the populace. Just like religion controls the populace, blind patriotism does too. If you get people into the mode of blind patriotism, they'll do whatever you tell them to do. What so, a weird position, though, for Trump to put the owners <laughs> into, though. Right. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't Because understand. if they fire a guy for not standing, then they're firing a guy over free speech. It's, it's such a – I mean, they had no choice but to stand. Well, let me ask a football question. Kaepernick, yes. does he currently have a job? Nope. Not playing football, as far as I know. Is he a good football player? Should he have a he... job? I don't know. I hear from sources that talk about this so. that he's like one of the best in the top 90. So second string Detroit Lions. Right. He's there, There's better ones than him, but he's not the worst. Okay. But he should have Colin a job. Colin Kaepernick, he should not have a job necessarily. Football answer is Colin Kaepernick plays his style of quarterbacking requires you as a team to rework your entire offensive scheme around his mobility, which is his only strength as a quarterback. Traditionally, quarterbacks drop back and they throw passes out of what is called the pocket. Colin Kaepernick is young and in great shape and scrambles all over the place. Mm. He rushes for, you know, a third of the touchdowns that he makes in a year himself. Wow. Unusual play style. Okay. Exactly. It's the same reason why um, I would say that, you know, uh, do you remember Tim Tebow? Yes. 
the reason he couldn't keep a job in the NFL. He was the same. He thought that that's how you should play quarterback. And the NFL said that is not, you don't last as a quarterback yeah. in this league. Sure. You move out of the pocket, you get hit and you, Injured. you stop. Yeah. He said the people who are successful are the, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's of the world. Right. Protect, and have speaking, been. So, stay protected and stay. So you could <laughs> argue that could he have a job? Yes. I don't think this is the only factor that is preventing him from getting hired. Are there a bunch of owners that want to avoid controversy and could avoid him who could really use a quarterback? Probably. But there are more football factors in play here. Then. Didn't he get a team to the Super Bowl, or he was on a team that went to the Super Bowl? He was absolutely his his uh, mm. his first year. He made it to the playoffs. <laughs> he did not make it to the he who did make it to the Super Bowl, and they lost to the Ravens. Oh, did he play? Speaking of Tim Tebow, though, because you brought that up, mm. that yeah. is the other argument I'm hearing that apparently, and I don't remember this because I didn't make a big deal about it. When Tim Tebow was doing his bullshit, mm. people were like, "This is horrible. He can't do this," and they threw him out of the league. <laughs> That's I, the argument I'm hearing. That and I is think only a small slice of it. I don't doubt that it did not play a factor and that Colin Kaepernick's protest did not play a factor. But there are a myriad of football reasons not to want Colin Kaepernick on your team. Or Tim Tebow. As the same with Tebow. Agreed. Fully. Okay, but, but my, my question is, was there an outrage to Tim Tebow's shenanigans? Uh, not other than rolling of eyes from certain people, <laughs> right? Not not nothing to this caliber. But yes, people were getting fed up with his constant prayer breaks in the middle of the game. Mm. So controversy. Were people threatening to boycott the NFL? Were, was anybody burn, no. Did anybody burn his jersey? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than a couple maybe, Satanists. <laughs> yeah, maybe some angry Denver fans when they didn't win the playoffs, but not not because of his actions. Okay, because in their eyes, there was an equal uproar over Tim Tebow when that happened. A hundred percent disproportionate. Yeah. Hmm. So we're really long on time, but I wanted to get this in real quick. Some information on the Star Spangled Banner. Hmm. It was written in 1814 by Francis Scott Key. It was not a national anthem. It was not written as a national anthem, though. The military adopted it later on, but it was an old drinking song. <laughs> that yeah, that was played in taverns as much as it was in military processions. Then the city of Baltimore, which has an attachment to the song because it was composed there and commemorated a battle that was won there, they decided that they were going to pass a law protecting the song from, quote, musical desecration. And they decided that the song should be played in full without embellishments, and the law stipulated <sighs> the musicians should stand for the song, although it said nothing of the audience. Then, after that law came out, there were tons of protests because people were pissed that the government was going to make them stand for a song. They didn't <laughs> want the government telling them whether or not they should stand or sit or whatever they should do. And there were a lot, there was a big uproar in Baltimore because of it. Yeah, states' rights, personal freedom. Why Why do you have to stand at all? Right. Very good point. And it wasn't until <laughs> 31, Her Herbert Hoover signed mm. a law declaring it the national anthem, and it made no mention whatsoever of audience behavior. But it sparked a national debate again because of the, the same thing. What procedures should the American radio audience follow when the microphone sends the national anthem to vibrate as electromagnetic waves was a question in the New York <laughs> Times. Ian... 
So the Let idea, the idea that you, yeah, the, I, I just wanted to say the idea that, that it was a you need to stand for the national anthem that that didn't come until like near the end of World War Two. So there's this path um, near where I work that uh, I have to walk down periodically to go between buildings. So a while ago, I was walking down this path, and I can hear there's, I think it was a field hockey game was about to start. I can hear cheering of the crowd and stuff. And all of a sudden, I hear the national anthem. And in front of me is a, also this direction is a building where Razzi meets. So ahead of me is a soldier. I don't know if he's Razzi or whoever he is. But the national anthem starts to play, and he stopped dead in his tracks on this pathway. And it's just him and I. He stopped, saluted, and stood there for the length of the song. Nobody saw him. Nobody knew except me. And I was confused all to hell as to what the hell was going on. <laughs> no, when, <laughs> And I walked past him and kept going. Sure. When you were in uniform, you were required to stop and salute toward the flag or the sound of the music. Yeah, because he couldn't see the flag. It was over the hill because sure. it's just really loud music. But that is weird. That's a requirement <laughs> in the uh, Uniform Code of Military Justice. Hmm. So he that that dude whoever he was he followed the the rules. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was weird. If I hadn't Good been on, there, he would have been it doing is it for no weird. reason. It, well, I understand <laughs> if if you were wearing the uniform, I think that the requirement being put on you is 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 fair. Mm. While you're wearing the uniform, you can't you shouldn't choose whether or not you're going to show show patriotism. You're wearing a uniform. A, you're a representative of the mil- military. He was trying to get laid, Karen. <laughs> he was hoping some young girl saw him do, ooh, he's a military guy. Look at him. <laughs> and well, another important component of this, too, is that he agreed to this behavior. Correct. As part of his, you know, for his college being paid for and getting ROTC. So he, well, and oh, yeah, well, the same way, I don't, <laughs> I don't fault that one, guy, that one Pittsburgh Steeler guy who came out who was an Army Ranger. Mm. Well, the rest of the team, hey, man, knock yourself out. Sure. You know, nobody, I didn't care that he did that. Nope. So, Ian, you watch a lot of football, right? I, I've been known to, yes. Do you watch it with other people or by I yourself? I don't, uh, mostly by myself. Oh. When you're, like, have you ever watched it at a bar or anything like that? Oh, sure. I have watched it with other people. When I the just National Anthem comes don't on, have does, any friends. does everybody in the bar stand up? I don't think so. I, that's okay. not... Seem familiar to <laughs> I'm me. I'm just at curious. All. <laughs> it has that has never happened. No. All right. Uh, it, when when I've been watching, I, I would never be motivated to stand. However, as far as the other story concerned, I I would like to to say to take a moment to say that Ray was completely correct. Mm. I mean, not only was it accurate, but I absolutely, especially if that's the rules and that's what he is representing, then he needs to follow all of those rules. Well, the rules that he agreed to, right? But when you sign up yeah. for a football. You know, no, I did not contract. agree to any of those yeah. rules, so I am not obligated. But the guy on the walking path, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, commend him for being, you know, such a rigid follower of something he subscribes to and signed up for. He, you know, that would be like when people, when when religious people choose to, uh, you know, shit on the gays, but then they're okay with eating shellfish. Mm. Like, he's not one of those people. He's like, listen, I got these rules and I follow them all. He didn't look I don't around. Pick and I have a right. way different take on this, only because I don't know this guy <laughs> that Karen saw. And right. I'm not saying all military guys are brainwashed nut jobs. We have one <laughs> in our midst right now who's not. Right. But right. sometimes they are. <laughs> Occasionally. And s- some people join the military because they're like really like into that shit. And I think they just want to kill somebody. It's possible. So I can't take a stance on this guy. I mean, I understand it is the rules, but nobody was watching him except for Karen. You know, right. he, so <laughs> the rules were so and he was so committed to what he had had signed on for 
that he is willing to do it even when he knows that there is no one there to judge him. Right. Well, again, I, I think we're, that is commendable. we're making an assumption. We don't know the guy. It could have just easily have been the guy opened his door and goes, I'm in the military. I have to do, you know, he just could have been a doofus. We don't know. Meathead but I understand follower. your point. Yeah. I understand your point. It could have gone either way. Sure. All right. Do we have anything else to say about it? God, no. Uh, <laughs> not about all this. Uh, the, the only other thing I would say is this, because this was a surprise to me, but I loved it. I would, if you guys, not you specifically, but if anybody out there would like to Google Dale Henson's, he is a sportscaster out of Dallas on one of their local uh, television stations. He gave a, like a three, four minute editorial about this whole kneeling situation. It was spectacular. Hmm. Absolutely spectacularly well composed. It was it was wonderful and I highly recommend it. The name is Dale Hansen. Nice. On that same token I say go check out Shannon Sharp's <laughs> right. comment, five minute commentary on it. And if you're still interested, like I mentioned before, the Don Lemon thing was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Crazy I think that's dollar. all we have for this week. If not, I don't care because we've gone way too long. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash profanearg, or on Twitter, at profanearg. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please uh, re- leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, and uh, check out other shows on the Soon To Be Named Network. You can do that on soontobenamednetwork.com. A lot of podcasts you can listen to. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you.